Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake in deep, deep space. Yeah, BJ's doing something and he's not here for today. But we do have Joey D's running the boards. Hi. On today's show, we will talk about comedy and horror and how you can binge some short films coming up next weekend. We'll also talk about some updates with The Matrix 4. Mm. And for our Magic the Gathering fans, they have put out something that goes along with, well, maybe you're a fan of zombies, maybe you're a fan of The Walking Dead, and maybe you'll be a fan of these cards. We'll get to that and also the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Gather blogs, podcasts, and more. Or just search for BJ's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Exactly. And lots of stuff to get to today. And I did mention that, uh, you know, comedy and horror because right now we're in spooky season. It's uh, less than a month than ha- f- uh, from Halloween, and coming up on this weekend, you can go and check out some awesome short movies, short films, little shorts, uh, about the comedy and the horror, and it's the Bone Bat Film Festival online. And we've I've, I've talked with Steve about this previously, and now we've got another chance to see what's going on. And you can do it in the comfort of your own home. So if you're like Vicky, you can get yourself a blanket fort, hang out, and then uh, enjoy some of these. So without any further ado, we got Steve from the Bone Bat Film Festival. One of my favorite things is the Halloween season. I've already told people plenty of this many, many, many times. Also, I love scary movies. I love those scary movies that also have to do with a little bit of comedy and I've had Steve from the Bone Bat show on multiple times talking about the Bone Bat Comedy of Horrors Film Festival and Steve welcome back Thanks so much for having me on again, man. Uh, it's always a pleasure to chat with you and uh, talk about this share love of giggles and gore. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, this is, I mean, 2020 is the 10th anniversary of you doing this. And what, I mean, that's right. Let's go back and just kind of, you know, back in time. And what made you decide that you <laughs> wanted to <laughs> start start the film festival in the first place? So uh, we were, my co-host Gordon and I, we were doing the Bone Bat Show podcast, which is an independent uh, comedy pop culture show, features independent music. And as we were doing that, uh, we filmmakers started reaching out to us and saying, hey, you know, would you like to review our movie or whatever? or interview us, you know, to talk about our new film. And so we, these opportunities started cropping up more and more. And a friend of ours, Drunken Zombie Podcast, which got, you know, <laughs> rest in peace, yeah. no longer with us, from Peoria, Illinois, uh, rented out a theater and did a film festival. And we were like, wow, if they can do it, we can totally do it. <laughs> but we'd want to have our own flavor to it because, like, we always uh, feature different independent musicians every episode and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to have live music. And we wanted, what you know, what kind of movies do we want to do? Well, what Gordon and I really loved when we were in high school and in college is like going to Spike and Mike's Twisted, Sick and Twisted Animation Fest. You remember oh, those? Oh, God, yes. Wow. Like at midnight. Yeah, these midnight showings of just crazy off-the-wall animation and also like horror comedies like yeah. uh, Shaun of the Dead and uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Return of the <laughs> Living Dead, American Werewolf in London. These were our favorite films. 
And so we, we have sort of brainstormed and thought, you know what? A comedy horror film festival would be fantastic. And then add the music, you know, onto the side of it and, and just make the, all this stuff that we love. And so that's what we've been doing for going on 10 years now. And this year, it's October 10th and 11th, 2020, right. which is its own horror movie in its own right. I guess multiple first ones. Time. Yeah, this is the first time we've uh, expanded it to two days. So, <laughs> and, um, for, and a good thing for this, too, if people are wondering how this is going to be happening because of everything that's been going on and the fact that everything is shut down, you've gone online. We have, yeah. So our, our festival was supposed to take place back in April. Mm-hmm. And, Rev, I was so naive. <laughs> Because you remember, like, it, so the quarantine hope, happened, and like, okay, everything's going to be shut down until the end of March. Yeah. And I'm like, April 11th, we're going to be golden. <laughs> everything's everybody's going to be healthy again, and we're going to have a festival. Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. And it just kept going and going and going. And so... Yeah, we finally, once we realized that, you know, nobody is going to be comfortable sitting in a theater for, yeah. you know, our, our length of time, 10 to 12 hours anytime soon. So, yeah. you know, what are our other options? And we put it out to our audience and did a survey. And, uh, you know, we were talking about doing maybe a drive-in movie theater, you know, showing out oh, yeah. in a field somewhere. And uh, people weren't quite ready for that either. So the, the votes came in like 60-40 to do it online. And so then we decided, okay, so we're going to do this. How do we make it special? How do we stand out a little bit? And I I think we have come across a way to do that. We expanded it to two nights. We've got 58 comedy horror shorts from around the world. We've got uh, the Pine Box Boys, who is a band that has uh, visited us a number of times. They're doing a half-hour set for each night of the show with different music. And uh, we're going to edit all that together and play it for you. Plus, Gordon and I, the hosts, will be in the live chat to you know talk about the films uh we did a best of of our festival back in april and uh it was really cool because the filmmakers were jumping in there and so well you know one of the viewers might say i recognize that guy from something and then the filmmaker (laughs) would say hey yeah i'm right here and you know that was his first film and so in addition (laughs) to the you know normal people joking around it also had this really cool sort of uh informational dynamic as well which was really neat and we hope to see that again with this fest yeah, man, that sounds like an amazing amount of fun. And you know what? With like being it online, and let me you know, do the, the due diligence on this, you can get all the information if you go to bombat.eventive.org and uh, slash welcome should get you there for all of that. We're going to post all the links on all of our social media as well so you guys can all check it out as uh, in that as well. I mean, but if you just search for Bonebat Comedy of Horrors, uh, even just the online film festival, it's a public event. You can find it all there and you get all the information. The 10th annual and installment and you know doing the online thing because that's really where i mean what everyone's been doing and they're trying to turn that into um just a way to keep the fandom going so i really come commend you on that because it's thanks man it's not easy to even try to navigate through all this especially when you're trying to do something to entertain people but entertain them in large groups yeah absolutely and you know there there is that expectation too of okay i I know what we have gotten from this festival previously and how is that going to translate but i think you know sort of having a dry run with the best of in april i Mm -hmm. think that really helped us get an idea of what this can be and so uh, i'm looking forward to it i'm psyched and like you said there are a ton of comedy horror shorts uh, on both days. Um, looks like it's starting about 6 p.m. Checking out the, the uh, schedule right here for yes. Splatter Day. 
And uh, <laughs> yes, flatter day. I yep. didn't resist. I know you have these opportunities to sort of brand it our way. And so, yeah, I, I had to do that. And I was just like, I was looking through the film guide and there's a couple of them. I don't know if I saw it as like a TikTok or something, but the ASMR xenomorph attack, I, somebody did like a short, like I saw like a little clip of it somewhere. So now oh, I'm so, so funny. I'm so intrigued to actually see like the, uh, the, the, the full short on this. <laughs> it's just the best. And the actress who, who does this short is wonderful. Like she just does such a great job and the way they sort of meld it with the world of alien. It's so <laughs> great. I, I love that short so much. Uh, what are some of the other ones that you're really looking forward to? I mean, there's, I mean, there's like a, an absolute ton of them. So there are so many, right? <laughs> uh, we've got spectacular animation this year. Uh, one uh, soul collector. I think that one is on Sunday is like nothing I've ever seen before. Really? Gordon sent me the link and I, I, the, I saw it. And I'm like, Oh, that's just in. like any discussion about it it's just that is amazing and we also have you know like some puppets and claymation and uh you know traditional animation something uh don't feed these animals which looks like it could be from pixar but it's like a film school and uh, that's so awesome what uh some of these people are able to do these days on low budgets you know they're just uh putting out some um, really amazing product and Uh, also uh, there's a a film i gotta call out okay okay is uh oh shoot a noise that carries now i've watched a lot of horror rev Uh uh-huh and it's hard to get me anymore (laughs) And this film terrified me. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Really? And Gordon was the same way. Like, he's all the way in California. When he saw it, he was like, oh, you didn't even tell me. You just have to watch this. It's terrifying. It's in our fourth block on Sunday night. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's scary. So we mix it up. We're trying. What we're trying to do is make a mixtape for our audience. Right. Mm -hmm. So we do some laughs and some chills and some giggles and some feels. And, oh, here's some animation. And here's a bucket of gore. And we're just going to keep that coming at you for 10 hours. That is, yeah. And I'm just like looking at all of the names and I love it just because like even navigating the the site, you can kind of be like, well, which ones do I really want to check out for sure? Or which ones I'm, I'm into? You can even just click on the animated ones to figure out which one you want to go to. But I mean... Uh, to be perfectly honest, this is one of those things where you just, I mean, instead of binging whatever show you do, you just end up just binging horror. Just do that for right. the two days, and it's going to be a perfect weekend. It's a good way to, you know, it's the first week of uh, really kind of getting into uh, Halloween season. I usually contact, uh, you know, eh, October for me on that end. But uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, some people do it 31 days, and <laughs> I understand. <laughs> and so this is a good lead in for all of that, man. This is something I guarantee it's something you haven't seen before. Oh, yeah. There's, there's films that. One of the interesting things about the way we accept submissions from all around the world is, you know, some of these things are going to get bigger play and you'll see them again on YouTube or whatever. But some of these films, there's no way to see them again. It's Mm -hmm. from Spain or it's from Malaysia or Brazil. It's from somewhere else that just isn't tapped into like the U.S. market. And you might not ever have an opportunity to see it. So you're going to see stuff that, you know, is going to be completely unique that you've never considered. Additionally, what's cool is, you know, not everything's going to be for everybody, but it's shorts. So it doesn't last <laughs> too long. If you're, if you don't like this one, wait two minutes, there's going to be something completely different. That's a really good point. And it kind of just goes over the whole gamut of everything too. So, I mean, like if it, it, like you're saying, if it's like something you don't get down for, it's like, there might be 
on the other hand, if you wait two minutes, there might be a whole new genre that you have never <laughs> experienced in your life. And you're like, okay, this is, uh, it's almost like the buffet. If like you obeyed like buffet rules, like just take a little <laughs> bit at a time. Like right. I, I don't. So I just end up getting everything and just piles and I just regret have regrets. But at this point in time with what you're doing here, it's more along the lines of, no, these are small bits. You can see what you like, and it might lead you into a whole genre of horror that you never really kind of expected you would love. And if you've never heard of us before or kind of on the fence about it, uh, we're doing a trailer a day on social media. So Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Every single day I post a teaser or trailer from one of the shorts from the fest. So you can sort of get a vibe of what we're doing, you know, before you decide if you want to buy a ticket or not. That's actually, a, I mean, that's awesome. Like, you're really good at that social media stuff. I respect that. <laughs> and you can find it, like, if you just look uh, for, just search for The Bone Bat Show. Uh, what's the site again for everybody? Uh, Bonebat.com. Oh, see, it's super easy. I love it. Now, um, the link is there to the both the film festival and fa- and our social media tags. So and you can bounce around and, and just check it all out there. That is, I and it's. Uh, I'm really excited for this uh, for this upcoming weekend to do this. Now, kind of going off on a side here, but it sure. kind of not the same. One of the things also I love about you is you love tiki bars, <laughs> and yeah. and we I have a shared do. love for a local place in Tacoma called the Devil's Reef because it's got Devil's the Reef. Cthulhu horror theme. Yes. No. When 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 I heard that there was a HP Lovecraft themed tiki bar, that's like my happy place. Right. I like couldn't wait to visit, and I I visited several times. I, I wish I lived closer to Tacoma, <laughs> frankly, so that I could just go there every week. Because uh, gosh, I love that place. And have you been to their new place, Gilman House? Oh, I haven't been to the Gilman House yet. No, but that's their that's their gin bar, right? Yeah, it's a gin yeah. bar, and also like it has spectacular brunch. But you're Ooh. you're sitting in there, and it's kind of this classy room, and then you start to realize, hey, there's a fish man in that painting, <laughs> <laughs> or or the fact that the taps Wait are a minute, tentacles. Is that old Cthulhu behind the bar? Oh, yeah. it's so great. Oh yeah, I love that. That's um, that's like one of those local things. That's what I love. I mean, just seriously, like you can find horror in anything. And there are so many fans out there that maybe you wouldn't even expect because, yeah, first glance, you're just going into a kind of a fancy place or even with um, checking out the Devil's Reef, you're like, okay, they're just really into like Pirates of the Caribbean. And then you're like looking at more stuff and you're like, wait, no, there's a little bit more sinister vibes around with this. Yeah. And then you start reading the menu. Yeah. And it's like a chipped eldritch piece of arctic ice with rum and <laughs> syrups of ancient evil i mean jason alexander just does a wonderful job of establishing the mood there oh it's so good how much do you incorporate even like because i know you've done some videos and stuff like that incorporate horror with your tiki or do you just kind of keep your tiki straight oh. when you're at home <laughs> no, I mean, our, our home bar. So my wife uh, saw a little tiki bar on Craigslist uh, last summer, mm-hmm. a year ago. And, uh, yeah, you know, she she turns to me. And she's like, honey, how did you feel about getting a tiki? Yes. Like, we've never agreed <laughs> on anything faster in our married life. That's and fantastic. so then we started dipping into it. But again, you sort of want to make it your own. So our tiki bar, uh, we call it Dagon's Deep Room. And it is all horror themed as well. <sighs> That's so, so great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the horror comes into it in that aspect too so and that's why stuff you love you know you you do it also with like steampunk oh yeah you sort of that will come into the the things that you love 
Oh, oh you're yeah. able to just enjoy it that much more, right? Yeah. Have I showed you the pictures of my Stingpunk bar? I have. I've seen a couple okay, of pictures. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Yeah, so yeah, the brass cracking, exactly. It's like yeah. when you get deep into the fandom and you, you're doing it out of love. And I mean, seriously, that's what the, the Film Fest has been, man. It's been 10 years of you doing it. I don't see... Even even when they try to stop all the live events and everything happening, you're still going to keep chugging along. We're going to figure this all out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love it. Again, everyone can check everything out at you just search for the Bone Bat Show, BoneBat.com, or search for the Bone Bat Company of Horrors Film Festival 2020. Dude, thank you so much for spending some time with me, Steve. Again, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to chat with you, and uh, I look forward to seeing you in the chat room on October 10th. Oh, so excited for this, man. Thank you so much, Steve, and hopefully I'll see some of you guys in the chat room. Uh, say hey if you want to because, well, I'll be in the chat room uh, binging some of these fun stuff. Hi, Rev. And seriously, the best part about all of this is like if one's too scary or one's too maybe a little too goofy for you, they're short. So you just wait, you know, five, ten minutes, and then you get to go to the next one. And it works out really well. Uh, moving on from that, The Matrix 4. First off, it's been pushed back because everything's been pushed back yes. uh, from 2021 to 2022. But here's an interesting thing about this. We don't know a whole lot about the movie yet. Uh, we do know that uh, Morpheus will not be in it. Uh, we also know mm-hmm. that it's going to be directed by Lana Wachowski. And we also know that this will confirm that the movie... Is confirmed by Keanu Reeves himself that the movie will be set after the events of Matrix Revolutions. So that means I don't know if they're going to be doing any uh, sort of flashbacks um, or anything along those lines because they're keeping all of this under wraps. But that means that, excuse me, it means that all three movies are still canon. And so that's good because if you're not really a fan of The Matrix Reloaded or Revolutions, well, you're just going to have to go back and watch it and deal with it That's because right. they're still beautiful. Well, yeah. I wonder, are they going to actually go into the Matrix now again? Um, the one thing I believe is that, yes, because the Matrix at the end of Revolutions um, still existed. It was a choice. People had the choice of whether they wanted to stay in it or not. And so I think that this is going to be along those lines. But to be perfectly honest, other than some shots um, that they've shown of like them doing street shots that look like they were inside the city. Uh, that's the only thing that really I have to assume that it's going to be with at that point. Because Smith is gone now, and they have an alliance with the robots. So who's who's what's what's happening? And is Keanu even still alive? Uh, well, he's in the movie, huh? But yeah, he reinserted himself into the code. How is that going to work? I'm pretty sure Trinity died at the end of it because yep. she had a rebar going through all of her and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, well, I guess I'm just going to have to go back and watch all the movies again. Darn. Right? And uh, maybe make up my own fan theories on that. It'll be interesting to see how that all works out. Uh, Moving on from that, I'm really excited about this because uh, I haven't been watching the last season of The Walking Dead. But now that they have decided that they're going to end the show in uh, X amount of years, uh, now's the perfect time for them to do cross-promotion, I guess. Okay. (laughs) It's only been, you know, 10 years since the start of it. But Magic the Gathering, they've been putting out some things called Secret Lairs, which would be like uh, they did the Godzilla one where it was all cards that had... Basically, they were real cards in the real world. Like they, they would be like, okay, this is this creature, and then they kind of like reskin them as Godzilla creatures. 
and you could either get the secret layer that had the cool like Mecha Godzilla or Godzilla King of Beasts and all those different things. King of Monsters. Gosh, get the title right. Come on. And uh, they were able to do that. Well, they've kind of gone into the next step with this with The Walking Dead. They are putting out a Walking Dead secret lair. And as of this point in time, I think they've announced all the cards. But as of our recording, they've only kind of leaked or announced a couple of them. Um, First and foremost on this is that you will, of course, be getting zombie tokens which they call walkers, which makes sense. And uh, it's just the normal token creature that you would get in any Magic the Gathering game. It's a 2-2. doesn't do anything really special because it's just a zombie. Just make it. But they have really cool quotes on them from characters in the in the show. So it'll be kind of neat to kind of collect all of those. And some of the art's really good. Like, I've always loved their zombie art. So, I mean, I'm really down for all of this. And so far, the ones that they've shown, they've shown some very interesting takes on the characters of The Walking Dead. And this really seems to be catering towards the fans of the show because, like, they're actual, like, the uh, artistic interpretations of the actual actors playing the characters. So when you you get to see Norman Reedus as Daryl, you get to see Stephen Young as Glenn and the rest of the group that they have. And the, the art looks pretty cool. And the characters seem kind of insane, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, they're actually like the characters. They're not like done in a different art style, like an animated style. They're mm-hmm. actually the characters, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's uh, these seemed really geared towards the commander crowd or the kitchen table crowd. I don't know literally anything about the legality of these cards, where you can use them. Most of the times, if they're not in a standard set, they won't be allowed for that. But that doesn't mean you can't use them for something like Legacy or definitely Commander. I mean, this is going to be those cards because they're all legendary, which means you can use them as their ca- uh, Commander. They've got Michonne, which is pretty cool. Negan. Glenn and Daryl are the ones that we've seen so far. So I'd have to imagine they're going to have some of the original crew. They're going to have, I would have, they're going to have to have Rick, right? Oh, they got to have Rick. And the only one that I would absolutely, that I'll probably 100% get would be Carl. Like Ah, they've got to have Carl. And I don't know how they're going to do it, but at some point I'm basically just going to take the picture and just put my cat over it. That's what I was going to say. You got to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it, Carl, get in the house. Needs a. That literally should just be the name of the magic card, but uh, the walking Carl, the walking Carl. Uh, but it's neat because like they seem like I love how they've decided to do these with the the color schemes of the cards. Uh, Negan is uh, red, white, and black, and two. So when he enters the battlefield, and this is just a total flavor win on this end, uh, he enters the battlefield, you and a target opponent each secretly choose a character that that player controls. So I cast Negan, Joe, and I look at you, and you're my target. You get to pick one of your creatures secretly to, uh, well, to get sacrificed. Oh, sacrificed. Negan style, you know. But also, I get to choose one. So say you've got two elves out there. And you're like, I want you you select the elf on the left. Now, if I manage to secretly choose the elf on the right, you get to sacrifice both. Oh. Yeah. I don't want to sacrifice both. I know you don't, but uh, guess what? Mm. You get to. Okay. So that's kind of really neat, uh, especially with the TV show when they ended up uh, gacking Abraham and Glenn mm. uh, during that iconic scene. It's pretty amazing on that. Uh, Michonne is three colorless, a black and a green, which again makes kind of sense on that. Uh, when she enters the battlefield, you create two walker tokens, which signifies her original zombies that she had. As long as she is equipped, she must be blocked if able, signifying her sword. And then also whenever she, uh, whenever her and at least two zombies attack, she gains indestructible until end of turn. So suddenly, yes, uh, 
she has to be blocked if able, and she's indestructible, so suddenly all of your other guys get to walk right on through and smash face. I like it. There's some cool flavor in these. Right? Uh, Glenn, which, this was a great one, too, because he was super sneaky, and he was the scout of the show. Uh, he's Glenn, the voice of calm. He's cheap at one colorless, a white, and a blue for a 1-3 with Skulk, which means this creature can't be blocked by creatures with greater power. He's only he's only a 1-3, uh, so that means anything higher than a 1 power can't block him. And then whenever he deals combat damage to a player, draw cards equal to his power. So, pretty strong on that. It reminds me of the Shadow Mage Infiltrator mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. in the day. Just the difference is instead of black mana, he costs white mana. Very strong, very fun with that. And I think you can do some really neat things with him, especially if you're thinking about like all the ninjutsu cards that are out there as well. Kind of fun things to do with that. I think one of my favorites, because it'll be kind of interesting to see how this plays out in Commander Games, Daryl, Hunter of Walkers. He is a 4-4 for 4. So two colorless, a red and a green, which is powerful in its own right. The thing, though, is at the beginning of your upkeep, target opponent creates three walker tokens. If you're playing one-on-one, that's not good because suddenly you're giving your opponent six power worth of creature when you've only got three power or four power worth of creatures. But if you're playing a political game, that commander can always turn out to be, you can give a different opponent those, and then you can all attack your buddy on the right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, you can tap him to deal two damage to target creature, signifying him popping his crossbow on some walkers, and then whenever a zombie and an opponent controls dies, draw a card. That can be very powerful because at the very least, even if he can't get through, he can take out some uh, some walkers. And even if he's on the defense, he can block one and then zap another one, still do some damage, draw a couple cards. And people are going to be less likely to want to attack you or deal with the zombies if uh, suddenly you're just drawing a ton of cards from that. I also like free zombie tokens, Rev. Oh, I do too. So it would be one of those like, hey, Joe, if you attack, uh, you know, I'll give you those zombies if uh, you attack him over there. We'll attack Vicky. Yeah, there we go. Sorry, Vicky. Sorry, you're stuck on that. Um, lots of fun stuff with these cards, though. I'll be excited to see where they go um, further. Uh, one of the things with this as well is that these cards aren't going to be available in packs. Uh, at least right now, I don't know what they're going to do in the future. In the future, but you can check out uh, Hasbro's site if you just search for uh, "Secret Lair: Colon the Walking Dead." You'll be able to find it. It's really easy. Lots of spoilers out there. I know that there's some people out there who are um, not exactly enthused about the fact that these are Walking Dead cards in a magic environment. But I think this is really catering towards those who love magic, especially on the commander or the kitchen table setup, and also love the Walking Dead. Like, you just want to be excited for these cards, for these characters. And I know there's going to be people out there, going to be people out there who create, you know, their Daryl commander decks. And that'll be fun to deal with. And so, playgroups aside, you can figure it all out yourself and have some fun with that. But I mean, it's a good theme exchange with that. It's all for fun and games, man. Exactly. Mm. You're just there to have fun and you play your games and shoot your zambies. 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 Uh, but for now, Vicky, mm-hmm. put down the crossbow because now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, what is going on? So. I don't know if this is true or not, and Uh-oh. I kind of don't want to do any more research because... If... Uh-oh. So there's a report by WeGotThisCover.com that says Umbrella Academy Season 3 reportedly starts production next month, but I haven't seen anything that says it has been confirmed that we're getting a Season 3. And we need it. 
Like we yes. absolutely need it. We Vicky, need the Sparrow Academy. Well, and exactly. And I know it, I don't even know how much it's going to have to do with uh, Hotel Oblivion, which was the graphic novel that Vicky uh, has read and has very awesomely let me borrow that I will eventually read. It took me a while to read too. So. And uh, but take your I, time. I just. I love the first two seasons of the Netflix show. It's so good. And I think like the actors do so well with the characters and interact with each other. The stories have been fantastic. And the way that they've been able to adapt a... And, and this is no discount to the comic. It's just you can't really get super in-depth on graphic novels and still put out, you know, however many pages a month or any of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, they are able to pull so much depth into these characters and these stories from that that it's just it's one of those things that has been surprising for me while I've been watching it. And I love just how like that Gerard way is very much involved. He obviously wrote the comics. He's very much involved in the show as well. Yeah. I actually recently saw an article. I think I sent it to you. you uh, The actor number five, like how he showed up to the interview and stuff like he wanted this role. And they were showing videos of just him behind the scenes and stuff like that. And yeah, you do see Gerard right there. I didn't even realize I figured it's like, oh yeah, he probably just like, here's my baby. Have fun. Exactly. And no, he wanted to be a part of it. So I guess that's a testament to him being able to uh, adapt his own work. Work for this. Right. Because I feel like if you're going to be changing anything that's a source material type of thing, you need to have the original creator there, much like uh, James O'Barr with The Crow. Very yeah. different from the original story, but because they didn't have enough money. And he was like, we've interviewed him before, and he was like, ah, I don't really need this movie to be made, so I'm just going to ask for everything. <laughs> and they're like, like, okay, I, we'll try. It's like, I want uh, I want control over it. I want to, like, if we're going to be changing it up, I want control over it. They're like, done. Mm-hmm. And so he did. And so all the changes, even though people are like, it's not like the original. It's not like the comic. It's like, no, but it was still James O'Barr. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like shut up and just accept it because that's I feel like <laughs> it's nice now in 2020. We can now ex- I feel like it's more accepting to have things be different from the source material. Yeah. Just with like The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. like even the boys, like everything. It's 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 pretty cool. Yeah. And if you're just if you stick too straight to it, you um, kind of run the risk. And this really happened with Zack Snyder's Watchmen mm-hmm. uh, for people being confused. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know exactly what's going on in the books, sometimes you have to just for the sake of time have to skip over things. Right. And if people just don't understand the the leap in logic that mm-hmm. is trying to be made, you're going to confuse people. It's going to piss them off. Right. And that's the thing with the creating anything nowadays. Like, you have to take into account the non-super fans. Mm-hmm. The people who... Because I never read The Watchmen before watching the movie. I loved the movie. And then I went over and started reading the comic book. It took me a few years, but I got it. <laughs> it's, it's hard to read. The art is just so old school. It just was yeah. so, so tough. Yeah. But it's I, I'm kind of glad that I I'm hearing less and less of people like, well, that's not what it was like in the movies. And I've been guilty of it. I've been I've mm-hmm. done that before. It's like, well, what do you mean in the X-Men, you know, first class? Why do we have Emma Frost and, you know, S- Scott Summer's brother in this movie? This if it's so based on 70, like, yeah. this isn't right. But it's like, OK, get over it. <laughs> it's like, seriously, that's all we can do. Just enjoy it. Get over it. And enjoy the Easter eggs. Like when they do have they pull lines from. Uh, the comic book, like Watchmen did this a lot. Yes. But you, you'll you sometimes see other shows or movies where they'll like say the line. I'm like, I was, hey, he said, he said it like in the comic. He, <laughs> he did said it. the thing. He did the thing. <laughs> he did the thing. <laughs> or they do a move or something like, I know what that's from. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. It's it, it, that Stuff like that, like you said, the Easter eggs, they should be like a reward for the super fans that doesn't detract from anything. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but I'm hoping it's true. We definitely need a season three. Yeah, uh, we should petition Netflix, uh, hashtag bring it back. I don't know. I'll keep watching it. Like I, t- I, I yeah. like to think that the Harley, Harley Quinn, by the way, I don't think I mentioned this because we were off last week. Uh, Harley Quinn, the animated series, it's got a season three. E, nice. And there's talks of a possible movie. What? Animated movie. I'm this close to getting BJ to watch it. He's still watching Doom Patrol. And he, I, he watched <laughs> Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Did he? He texted me and he's like, this is actually really good. I'm like, what did I say? Oh, so I need to watch it now too. Yes, you do. It is really amazing. Well, it's not like I don't have tons of spare time. Right. So, yeah. Uh, But because I constantly was watching Harley Quinn at night, like to my fall asleep show. uh, How is that your fall asleep show? I've seen it enough times that I I won't stay up watching it. Wow. I can focus on it if I want to, but my brain's also like, I don't have to focus on this. You've sent me some out of context uh, videos. Of of Harley Quinn and Don. Yeah. Uh, being and, very and Doom foul. Patrol and yeah. Doom Patrol. Yeah, both of those. And usually I'm just like, wow, that's... Uh, this is me it, trying to convince you to watch it. I know, I know. <laughs> I need to do this. Uh, but yes, because I did that, I think I'm just going to have to have Umbrella Academy on repeat yeah. for the next couple get weeks. Those, get those streams up. So they're right. like, oh, look at this. There's uh, a lot of... There is one person watching this a lot over and over and it's over like They need again. to send in like a, you know, hey, is she okay? Is this person okay? <laughs> watch it enough time and you get your own umbrella. That's not real. That's not real, Vicky. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What? No, no. Will they pay for my tattoo? I will get a tattoo if they pay for it. Probably not. Okay, fine. Uh, I do want to pull out a meme just because I thought it was funny. All right. Uh, So it's a guy posted this on Facebook says, "My body is a temple, and I mean it's a temple from Legend of Zelda. So it's a bizarre, dangerous, falling apart, and controlled by a horrible monster. But that's still a temple. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, watch out for the Octoroks on that one, and any of the other uh, little." uh, evil creatures in there i love that my body is a temple but also watch out for the monsters yeah it's just it's, it's con- yeah don't it's- <laughs> but there are but there are special prizes inside wait okay yeah toots so- do not count as a prize hey yeah. you're probably not wrong there uh well until next time guys <laughs> stay nerdy